I titled this message, If God Could Have His Way. If God could have his way, what will he do? I know what you're thinking. Who's holding him back? Who can ever stop God from doing what he wants to do? He is God. If God could have his way. And someone thinks, I'm telling you the way I feel and the way I see the world going. If God could have his way, he'd kill all of us. We're so bad. He just killed all of us. But let me let you know one thing. If God could have his way, you will never have a sick day in your life. You will never have a bad day in your life. You will never have pain or suffering if God will have his way. That's the God that we serve. Not a single sick day in your life. No emotional sickness. No mental sickness. No physical sickness. No spiritual sickness. If God will have his way in your life, no, you'll never be sick. You'll never have another broke day in your life. If God will have his way. That's God. Look at what the scripture says. John chapter 3, I mean, third John chapter 1 verse 2. He says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You know who is praying this? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I know you wonder why the Holy Spirit is God. Why will God pray? Now, if you go to Romans chapter 8, in verse 26, he tells us there that the Holy Spirit makes intercessions for us. The Holy Spirit prays for us. So if the Holy Spirit is praying for us, that tells you that's what God wants for you. That's the will of God for you. If God, notice, if God is praying, that means something in his, is in his way. We need to pray to get that thing out of his way. And the one that's on his, in his way is you. So God's praying, according to this scripture, we know that all scripture are inspired by the Holy Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit is the one saying through John, I'm praying that you will prosper, not in some things, but in all things, and then be in health, not sickness. If God has his way, you'll never be sick another day in your life. If God will have his way, because that's God's will for you. God doesn't want you sick. God doesn't want you broke. God wants you to succeed in life. Any other voice is a lie. It's not from God. You have to reject it. That's God's will for your life. And you know God has provided a way for you, for him to reach you. So that you can have his will fulfilled in your life. God has made a way. And what he wants you to do is to believe in the way. 
believe in the way that he's provided for you so that this is desire for your life will be fulfilled. Believe in it. That's number one. Three things you have to do. If you do those three things, definitely God will reach you and his will will be done in your life. Three things. First, believe in what he wills for you. Because what he wills for you can be found in his word and he says it to you. God wants you to believe in what he says about you and what he wills for you. And secondly, God wants you to own it. Own it. In other words, believe that what he's spoken to you about you is true and you begin to accept it by saying, this is who I am. This is who I am. God says, I am healed by his stripes. I don't have to wait till I feel something. I own it by claiming, I am healed. And your body tells you, no, that's not, that's not the truth. You know you feel the pain. But God is saying, you are healed. So who is lying? Your body is lying for sure. Because let God be true and every man a liar. That's God's will for your life. God has made a way. What is this way? I'm glad you asked. Now, in Psalm 107, verse 20, he tells us God's way. He says, He sent His word and healed them. He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. That's God's way. When God's going to do something, He sends His word. He sent His word and healed them. And delivered them from all their destruction. Whatever is sick in your life today, God has sent his word to heal you. Whatever is being destroyed in your life today, God has sent his word to deliver you from it. From that destruction. If Satan is destroying your finances, God wants to take care of that through his word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from some of their destructions. No, all of their destructions. And if you have any feeling of a destruction in your life, something not going the way it should go, today is your day. Can I hear an amen? Today is your day for that to change. And Jesus is here today and God will deliver us from it. That's how he did it. He sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Now, we're talking about the Old Testament. When God sent his word to the people of Israel in Egypt, You know, we got three million people. About three million people. And and God delivered them through his word. That's how he does his things. He delivered them through his word. And he gave them this word in Numbers, in uh, the scriptures. Numbers, I mean Exodus 23, verse 25 and 26. It says, so you shall serve the Lord your God. And he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in the land. Three million people. No one will be barren in the land. And I will fulfill the number of your days. 
Let me say this. If your word is no good, you are no good. If I can't trust in your word, you're no good. Everything depends on what you say and what you do with your word. If your word is not good and no one can trust in your word, you say, well, I'm coming. say, we can't really trust that. Because we know he may not even come. That's the way you can trust him. You see, now, if God's word is no good, he is no good. But God is a good God. And so his word, he can't be a good God when his word is no good. You can trust in his word. And God says, you can trust in whatever I tell you. My words are always good. Look at what it says in, in, in Numbers 23, verse 19. It says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. No, he's the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Has he spoken, and will he not make his word good? Because God said that to his children in Egypt, this is what the result was. He sent his word to them, okay? And he told them, none of you, will, I will take sickness away from the midst of you. In other words, when sickness is taken from the midst of them, there will be no one sick. Everyone will be well. And the, the way God did it was what? Just to send his word. His word healed them according to the scriptures. And God says, my words will not return to me void. They always do what I ask them to do. They fulfill those words. Amen. And look at what it says. Because of his word. In Psalm 105 verse 37, he says, he brought them out with silver and gold. He brought them out. He also, meaning he did some other things, okay? But he also brought them out with silver and gold. And there was not one that was feeble among all his tribes. There was not a sick person because he sent his word and healed them. Three million people. Not one person sick. Not a single person with a headache. Because there was no one feeble. No old people's disease among them. They were okay. Everybody walked straight. No headache. There was no cancer in the camp. Three million people. Why? Because he sent his word and healed them. Remember we are talking about Old Testament. In the Old Testament, God's telling them, someone of, he sent his word and healed them. And when he healed them, they left from Egypt. There was no sick person in their tribe for 40 years. Hallelujah. For 40 years. And we are serving the same God. For 40 years. We're not trusting in him enough. I think we grieve him because we don't believe his word. Three things. Believe in his word. Own the word. Act on the word. Believe. That's all God requires. Believe what I say. Jesus said, 
all things are possible to him who believes. You believe in the word, own the word, by confessing the word, that that's who you are, that I am healed in Christ, and then act on the word. Because Satan doesn't know you believe until you act on the word. And he won't respect you until you act on the word. So many times you're praying for people and they're sitting there and they're saying, well, let God just pour put it on me. But you're saying, I already healed you. He says, God, why don't you heal me? And I healed you. Why? God says, do something. Get out of the boat. Do what you couldn't do before because you believe. You own it, you act on it. But you know, the Bible tells us in, uh, in Matthew chapter 11, it says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. God sent his word in the Old Testament and he healed three million people. There was not a single sick person among all his tribes. You shall serve the Lord your God. He'll take sickness away from the midst of you. No one will suffer miscarriage. Did you know that God has sent his word in the New Testament? A bigger word. When he came, you couldn't tell the difference. The Old Testament was too little. This was the word in the form of a man. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. God sent him. Jesus said, my heavenly father sent me. Amen. And the Bible tells us in in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And in verse 14, he says, he became flesh, and he dwelt among us. So the word is dwelling among you. The word that God sent, how come you're sick? The word is here. For our healing. And God put his seal on the word of God. Amen. He put his seal on the word of God. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38. He says how God. Angela read that earlier. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. With the Holy Spirit and with power. Why? To heal you. No other reason. And God stayed close to him. Let me finish that scripture. Okay. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. You know what I know? The sickness you have in your body right now, you know who's, where the origin is? The devil. Everyone that Jesus healed, the trouble came from the devil. I know what you're thinking. Some of us think, well, it wasn't the devil. I just stayed out too late and I got a cold. And, you know, it's my, all my fault. And, and, and how can you say it's the devil? I just have a boil. You remember uh, uh, Job had a boil? Or had some boils, remember? Boils all over his body. <laughs> Where do you think those boils came from? He says, Satan went out. After God gave him permission, right? Satan went out. That's God's way of letting us know where sickness comes from. Satan went out and smote Job with terrible boils. I know what what will happen. If you go to a doctor, he says, 
That's not the devil. <laughs> it's a boil. Let me show you. She's, he has some infection. Let's take some sap and I'll show you, right? Take some, pull some sap from the boil, put it under the microscope, and you look at from Joe's boil. Why did you say it's the devil? Is this bug in there? Yeah, God says it's the devil. Amen. That's where sickness comes from. And guess what? If, if Satan can do that, God can swallow all of it up. I don't care if it's cancer. God can take it away. Why do you think Satan is more powerful than God? He puts it there and God can't remove it. In a split second, God takes it out of your body and you're totally healed. Amen. Amen. And that's what Jesus... God doesn't have to struggle to get rid of cancer that Satan put in there. You think it's difficult? God doesn't know when it's difficult. He gets, gets rid of it instantly. And we call it a miracle. We rejoice. That's what God wants to do. And he's going to be doing a lot of miracles here this morning. Can I hear an amen? God's going to be doing miracles here. You know, it's written in the scriptures, Jesus went uh, preaching the gospel. Healing all kinds of sicknesses. All kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. That's what the Bible says. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, he says, Jesus went about. That's what it says. God sent him, right? God anointed him. He went about doing good. Healing is good. And God loves to do good things for people. Amen? He loves to do good things. So if you're sick this morning, God's going to heal you. Can I hear an amen? God wants to heal you. Jesus went about, according to what the scripture already told us, Acts 10, he went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing, what? All kinds, including the kind that you have this morning. Can I hear an amen? And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's healing your kind of disease, your kind of sickness among the people. Then it says, his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed. It didn't matter what they have. And what did he do? He healed them, all of them. Everyone was healed. Now Matthew 12 verse 15 tells us, But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there, and great multitudes followed him. And then he healed what? He healed them all. Just as it was in the Old Testament. And today, he is going to heal everyone who is in need of healing this morning. Can I hear an amen? Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever now there is an unusual um, report about jesus concerning healing all that i want to point out to you in matthew chapter 8 verse 16 it says uh, beginning from verse 16 when evening had come they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirit with the word and healed how many all who were sick. But there's a little difference here. That's when you cannot exclude yourself 
from being healed this morning. If you don't get healed, it's not, it has nothing to do with God. Because this is what Jesus did for us. This evening, he healed everybody with a purpose in his mind. In the mind of God. This is what he says. He healed all who were sick. Verse 17. That it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying. He himself, Jesus himself took our. Whose infirmity? Whose infirmity? Did he exclude you? He excluded no one. That's your infirmity. He took our infirmity and bore our sicknesses. Whose sickness? Our sickness. He bore our sickness. God did that for us. And you cannot exclude yourself because God did not exclude you. You know, your sickness, think about it. Your sickness and your sin took him to the cross. Think about how much he suffered so that you can be well. This was eternal God himself. Just for me to be well, he took all those beaten. And then he was on the cross. Isaiah 52 said he, you couldn't recognize him. Every cancer was upon him. For every human race. Remember the Bible tells us he was slain from the foundation of the world. We just see the manifestation in Calvary. So it, didn't matter, it doesn't matter what you've done. It's not because you've done something or haven't done anything, good or bad. God did this before you were born, before the foundation of the world. Jesus was slain. We only saw the manifestation when he came and the fullness of time. Your provision for your healing was from the foundation before the world began. Why don't you accept it and receive it so that you can be healed? This was before time. He took your sickness. He bore your disease. You know, you can never tell a Christian person, you know, the way some preachers will do, and say, well, you need to be patient in this, in this sickness that you are going through now. I know you're sick, but sometimes God uses sickness uh, to teach his people the lesson. And he's going to draw you closer to himself because of this sickness that's in your body. But Jesus bore your sins just as he bore your sickness according to the word of God. Now, no preacher is going to tell you, please be patient in this your sin. Keep sinning, be patient and, and, and keep doing what you're doing wrong because God's going to teach you a lesson by this sin that you're sinning right now and don't worry about it, just stay patient and you know, I'm leaving your church, you're crazy and yet we do that with sickness and don't even know what we're doing we think God's drawing us closer with sickness, but the same way you know the scripture I just read to you? You know where Isaiah, I mean, Matthew got that scripture? He got it from Isaiah 54, uh, 53. That's where he got it from. And if you read the literal translation of that particular scripture in Isaiah 53, that's what he was saying. It's to fulfill what was written by Isaiah the prophet. As the prophet is the prophet still speaking? He's saying the book, right? That scripture still needs to be fulfilled today, right? And how many people were healed? All of them. All of them were healed. To fulfill that scripture. 
You know, Jesus is still interested in fulfilling that scripture today by healing you. Amen? So the Father will be glorified by healing you. He got it from Isaiah 53. He says in Isaiah 53, Surely he has borne our grief. Now if you read the literal translation from the Hebrew, grief there is actually translated sickness. Surely he has borne our sickness and carried our sorrow. That's my cup. That word sorrow means pain. So if you're suffering pain this morning, once we speak to that pain, in the name of the one who bore that pain, the pain says, poof, I'm out of here. I can't be here anymore. Amen. Because he bore your pain. Notice the word used. Surely, no doubt about it. And God says, I can't lie to you. He bore. We just don't go to church so we can get to heaven. I got to receive what Jesus did for me. Amen. I got to receive it. Surely he has borne our sickness and carried our pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. That's our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. That's the tendency to go to run towards sin. He was bruised so we don't have those tendencies. No addictions, none of that stuff anymore. God can free us from that. He says, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. We want to have peace. The word is shalom, meaning everything is well. I like it when people say, all is well. It is well. That's what Christians should be saying. God is with me. I'm okay. I'm going to be well. He says, through the chastisement of our peace, what will bring us peace, he'll give to us. So we don't suffer any kind of Unrest in our life. That's what he did. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Notice you can't separate Jesus going on the cro- to the cross for your sickness, from he- I mean for your sin, and so from your sickness. They go together. Sin and sickness. Those twin brothers have been destroyed by Jesus. Okay, They are twin brothers. They all start with S. Sin and sickness. Sweet twin brothers. Jesus destroyed all of them. And we should believe in them, own them, and act on it. Amen. Can I hear an amen? You guys are too quiet. I'm getting too excited. And you're just watching me. This is good. Because God's going to heal you this morning. Amen. He took, he took that from us. We don't have to bear them. And if you read in verse 10 of the same scripture. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Check this out yourself. He has put him to grief. The literal translation for that is, he had made him sick. Grief, that's sick. He made him sick for you, so that you can be well. You can be well. That's why God says, resist the devil, and what? He will flee from you. As long as you tolerate it, he can still be there. And there are many reasons why we tolerate it. Different things that we have to walk through. But today is that day. Amen. And God's going to heal us. God's going to heal us. Now, the reason why people don't get uh, healed, they won't believe. It's not that hard uh, to believe. That's why I titled this message, If God Could Have His Way. 
People believe that God can do anything he wants to do. No, he can't. He just can't. The thing is you are in his way. He wants to make life good for you, but you're standing in his way. You're not responding. You're not responding. The Bible tells us Jesus went into, uh, Jesus went into Nazareth to preach to the people. And he was in the synagogue. And, and uh, opened that book and said, this scripture is fulfilled in your sight. And he said, Do you, this, that's Joseph's son. And he says they would not believe. And the scripture was very clear. It's very sad. In Mark, Mark chapter 6, and that's not any one of us today because you have faith. Amen? Because you believe. Mark chapter 6, verse 5, he says, Now he could do no mighty works there. No mighty works there. Except that he laid his hands on a few sick folks and healed them. He couldn't. Even though he wanted to, he couldn't do it. And he marveled because of their unbelief. They couldn't trust God. Jesus was shocked that they didn't believe. But everyone who believed was healed. Today is your day and you have to believe and you will get your healing. The way to receive your healing is basically act on his word. If you have cancer this morning, God's going to heal you of that cancer. The way you know it is this. The pain will just go away. The pain, I, I, I hope there's somebody with cancer because there will be no pain. After we pray, no pain. The pain will be gone. And that's God telling you you're healed. So we rebuke the pain, the cancer dies. No matter what your sickness is today, God's going to heal you. The key is act on the word. Jesus looked at the man who had a withered hand, meaning he hadn't used his, he had not used his hand for so long. And the hand was atrophied at this point, just dry. Couldn't use it. Use it. Jesus looked at him and said, not, he didn't say, I'm praying for you now. He just said, stretch out your hand. And the Bible says, and he stretched it out. And the hand, when he stretched it out, the hand was restored whole like the other. What if he had argued with Jesus? Everybody here knows my hand is bad. Why don't you reach out and touch my hand and heal me first? And then, then I'll stretch it out. Guess what? He'll still be sick. You have to do something. The blind man, Jesus put clay on his eyes, right? And said, you go. You know, and watch. You know, people say, well, I can't do that. I'm blind. Well, you stay blind that way. I don't know where the pool is. Find somebody to take you to the pool. Do what he says. Do what you couldn't do before. That's the secret. Don't sit there and just wait for God to do it for you. Do something. In other words, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent ones take it by force. As soon as you are prayed for, do what you couldn't do before. And you get your healing. There's nothing there. No one can do the healing, but in a split second, God will heal you. 
I'll use this illustration here. God told Peter to come out of the boat. Right? Come, right? Peter, come. Now, come meaning come to walk on water. That's serious business. But Jesus said, come. As soon as Peter heard the word come and he acted on it, uh, the, the water became solid ground when he acted on it. Peter didn't sink a little bit. Oh, I'm going to try. Uh, I, I'm, it, he was a man like the rest of us. For me, if I sink any, I'm right back in the boat. I'm not going anywhere. And since you come, Jesus, I'm okay. I believe in you. You walk on water, but we don't walk on water. Amen? But you see, he instantly, he stepped, and it was solid. That's the same thing for healing. He stretched out his hand, and the hand was restored. Amen? And that's how you receive your healing. But if you're wondering how God's going to make the water solid, you'll be there for 10 years wondering. Just act on the word. Amen? Do what the word says. And you'll get your healing. Can I hear an amen? God wants to heal you. Do what it says. There's a key part before we pray. If you have anything against anybody, you have to forgive to them. No prayer will work if you don't forgive. Secondly, I say to people, why will God heal you so and make you strong so that you can go out and do more evil stuff against him? You were bedridden. You couldn't go anywhere, couldn't go anywhere to sin. And God, you want God to heal you, make you strong so that you can go out and do more wrong stuff against him? It doesn't work that way. So if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, surrender your life to him today. Amen? Surrender your life to him today. Give him your life totally. Some of us, we have lived for God or we've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, but we're not really living for him. We're living for ourselves. There are consequences to that. You may not reap the consequences, the consequences right away, but down the road, it's going to catch up with you. And if things are going wrong in your life and you don't understand it, this is the time to make a commitment to God. I'm going to serve you today. I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. Guess what? All he needs from you is yes. The power to do it, he'll give it to you. You don't have the power. But all he needs is a willingness. If you are willing and obedient, God will heal you and bless you. So if everyone, anyone has unforgiveness against anybody before we pray, please let it go. The one, is offended, the one who has offended you is not worth... I mean, you are, you are, it's like somebody drinking a poison and hoping the other person dies. It's not going to happen. Let go of it and God will heal you. Some of us are going to be healed while you are praying to forgive today. That's the first thing we want to do. God, forgive me. And I forgive everyone that's offended me. If you do that today, you will receive your healing. Secondly, if you don't know Christ, receive him today. All heads bow. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, 
Today is the day to make that commitment to him. And if somebody has offended you and you're having a hard time forgiving them, ask God to help you today to forgive. You're here this morning and you say, I want to make a total commitment to Christ. That's who I am. I want to make that commitment. Let me see your hand up at the count of three. One, two, three. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's all stand. If you can. Say with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for me on the cross. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Lord God, with all my heart and with your help, I forgive everyone that sinned against me, that's wronged me. I totally forgive them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That lady, come over here. Yes, it's your, God wants to heal you. We said we're praying now. You're not going to need that anymore. Amen. You're not going to need that anymore. Bring a chair for her to sit. What's, what's going wrong with you? I broke a leg seven months ago. You broke your leg seven months ago. When I was a child, mm-hmm. um, during surgery, because I had damaged muscles in my leg, uh, my foot, my ankle, and all of my tonsils, I've had pain since I've been here. Pain medication every mm-hmm. day. Do you believe Jesus will heal you today? Yes. When will he heal you? Now. Now? Okay. Now sit down here. Take this. Turn off. Sit down. You're not going to need this. Put it away. Put it over there. In Jesus' name. Come here, Pat. Well, it's all going to be gone today. You believe? Right. All of it. All of it. All of it. Put your leg out. Put your leg out. No, no. No, no. In Jesus' name. It's going to... No, no. That's okay. It's going to be okay. Put put that down. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Yes, let me see. Yeah, this one is... That one is more shorter. That, that one is more shorter. Yes. Oh, gosh. He's grown. Oh my God. Can you see it? Can you see it? It's equal. Oh my God. Jesus. Did you see that? It was about an inch different. 
And he just, no pray. He just went out. <laughs> sit back, sit back, sit back there. That is amazing. Okay, sorry. I may not command the pain to leave in Jesus' name. Okay? In the name of Jesus. No, don't worry about it. I'm going to be gentle. In Jesus' name, pain, be gone. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Come on. The pain is living right now. The pain is living right now. In the name of Jesus. Don't worry about it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Go all the way to the back. Your back. I think your... Yeah, it's, it's, it's... Go back, go back. All the way. Just go back. All the way. All the way. Give me your hands. Thank you, Lord. Straighten your hands. Straighten the hands well. In Jesus' name. Now, this one, this one is much shorter than the other one. Can you tell? Pax? But see, they're equal again. Oh, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, I see something is going on here. The other one is going back down, right? Can you see that? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, this one is down for that. This was this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. They're equal now. Can you see? Praise the Lord. They're equal. Now, your neck. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All the way down. Down, back and forth. Back and forth. Thank you, Jesus. Move it. Move it. Lord, our spine in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. And line up right, correctly, right now, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. He's healing you. He's healing you. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Okay. You'll be walking. You'll be walking. 